Hobby Addict の時間です It's time for Hobby Addict And now here are your anime addicts Welcome back to Hobby Addicts. I'm your host, Mitsugi, and I'm joined by the, the funnest of crowds. We have Caroline. She was、Hello. born ready today. She told me. How are you? Oh, I'm well. I mean, I say that I was born ready, but in fact, I was not ready. I had muted Mason, so、oh. I did not hear him talking whatsoever. And、mm. so I guess I was not technically ready. <laughs> Mason, how does it make you feel that she muted you?、Uh, I would feel a little disheartened by it, except for the fact that I too had Caroline muted <laughs>、oh、because、God. of our shenanigans recording in the same place last week.、Uh, my computer was on such an echo that we had to have one another muted. So, and we forgot, we figured, oh, Discord will, you know, unmute us. But nay, after a week of not being able to hear one another, we have returned. It was like, well, in all actuality,、mm-hmm. we just cannot stand each other one、oh. bit. So <laughs> it's better just to talk to Mitsuki and nobody else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If, if, you, if you listen very closely to the podcast, I actually never listen to Caroline. I just watch her little、uh. Discord icon. And when I see the green disappear, I'm like, okay, she said her piece. Selected my t i m e And in no way respond to whatever she just said. Yeah. Or we could just pull a sixth sense. One of us was dead the entire time. I agree. The New York Knits. Are going to be really、alert. good this year. <laughs> what the heck? What? Oh my goodness. All right, guys, what are we doing today? Mitsugi is just mopping up games that aren't really all that, great, all that good, but he's, he wants the platinum trophies. So I'm on this. I, I got my 30th platinum trophy、uh, not long ago, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the hunt. So I've been playing. I actually bought this. I was like, I'm not going to buy any games for a while. And then the first thing I do is buy a game, but it was cheap. It was only 18 bucks. I got. Resident Evil Zero,、um, which I'm playing, and I'll talk about that a little bit, even though that game is super old.、Uh, and, I am, and I have returned to everybody's golf, and it's, it's growing on me, even though it's not what I really wanted. So I'll talk about that. Caroline's done talking about Shang-Chi. I don't, know what, I don't know what that is. That could be anything. It's the newest Marvel movie, Mitz. Jeez,、oh、do you watch、God. TV? Well, back in my day, there was only Iron Man. By God, every、Ouch. week, there's an. <laughs> you had an entire war of Marvel characters,、God. and all you can focus on is Iron Man. I mean, he grew up in the Iron Age, so、yep. that's <laughs> all he knows. Every single, Iron, every single Marvel character has to have a movie, I guess.、Um, Mason. It, that's it, yeah. <laughs> Mason did the thing. He played, bug, he played Bug Snacks. I did. It's Bug Snacks. <laughs> whoa, whoa. All right. Thank you, Man, KKB. Plus, such art. I don't, know what, I don't know what such art is. Sounds like a. Well, sit your butt down and I'll tell you eventually. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, we're just going to go rotating order here. I bought Resident Evil Zero.、Um, it came out on the GameCube originally, like、uh, 400 years ago. But I was like, I love、Man. the GameCube. Yeah, the GameCube has some really good games. I love, how, I love those cute little discs. They're great. They're great coffee coasters. <laughs> I gave away my GameCube some years ago to one of my、Ooh. friends, and I'm kind of wish we didn't because、I'm, the GameCube was such a good, it was a good one. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure you can buy a GameCube on eBay for like 30 bucks. So, true. Take,、uh, a, take a peek if you, if you want to play Resident Evil Zero. But it, this is probably like one of the worst Resident Evil games that's come out 
Um, I don't know if it's really considered a mainline Resident Evil game, but it's, uh, I don't know, it's similar, I guess. So th this one stars Rebecca Chambers and Billy, Billy something. I don't remember, I don't remember his last name. But this is like, for to my knowledge, the only, the only, there's, there's almost always a guy girl pairing in Resident Evil. The only, the only game that really didn't have that that I'm aware of really is the, there is the fourth one when it was just Leon for the most part. Um, but you know, there was, there was, uh, Jill and Chris, and then there was Leon and Claire. And then, and then I guess, I don't, I guess, I guess it's Jill again, the third one, I think. And then in the fifth one, it's Chris and whoever. And then in the, this one, it's, it's Rebecca and Billy. So, um, you start out on this train and I think this game gets a lot of shit because the, the, the train, the level design of the train is fucking terrible. I mean, it is, um. There's there's a couple things about this game that make it really not enjoyable to play, um, and one of them is that the train's design is terrible. So you'll have to like it has like five or six cars on it, and you'll basically have to go you're like you you'll go all the way to one end of the train, and you'll find something, and then you'll have to use that something all the way at the other side of the train. So you have to go all the way back. And then you'll find something that makes you go all the way back to the other side. And so you're like going back and forth, back and forth, over and over again. Meanwhile, your inventory slots in this game are only six slots. You only have six, six item slots, and the shotgun takes up two of them. And so... Wait a minute, what? The shotgun is one item. Well, No, so, it's a big boy. Yeah, so... Is it so big that it has to take up... Two, two slots? So I mean, it makes sense if it's like relative to like, oh, a pack of cigarettes is also a slot, so... Other than other than like zombies and stuff, Caroline, there's two staples of Resident Evil games. I don't know if you've played these or not, but... Never. <laughs> um, they There's two things that happen in this game a lot. One is that various areas of like buildings or, or, or wherever you are are sealed off to you. You, have, you. you don't have access to those areas until you find a specific item. So you'll solve a puzzle and um, you'll get a key. And that key will, will let you go through like two extra doors that you couldn't get in before. And those doors will have something in them that you can use to access other doors. So there's you're constantly unlocking things and, and accessing new areas of wherever you are. The other thing is that it, Resident Evil is an item management, is an inventory management game. So you really have to, it's not really all that hard to do, but it's like you have to, you know, bring a gun, maybe a healing item, and enough free space that when you f that when you get into that new room, you have enough room in your inventory to like pick up a couple things. So, but in this game, the inventory is really little. I mean, it's super small. Six is like really small. You can carry like almost nothing because you're gonna carry like a handgun at the beginning. You're gonna carry bullets, so that's two slots. You probably have like a healing item, so that's a third slot. And I'm playing it on hard mode, so you know, you 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 get hit by a zombie and he he chomps away at your health pretty good. Um, and then, you know, a couple more items and you're full and you're, and you're usually carrying like some key around with you or something. So, um, but it's just the, the train level just sucks. It's not good. It's, um, the design is horrible. Um, and did you, did you think that you liked Mugen train better than this train? Uh, I actually think Resident Evil Zero is better than the, <laughs> it's better, <laughs> it's better than the Demon Slayer movie, but, um, but thankfully you don't spend the whole game on the train, unlike Mugen train. So the, um, you you get off the train if you knew what you were doing you could probably get out of the train area in maybe half an hour so you get out of the train and this game is a short game by the way it's it's be, it's beatable in three hours so if if you if you already know where you're going so 
It's normally about 10 hours, but this is like a three-hour game if you've already put beaten it a couple times. The second area is like the training facility, which is all, which which resembles all like the mansion from the from Resident Evil, which is like every game has like a mansion in it of some kind or something. And it's been a lot better in the mansion. You know, there's an area like the main hallway. I just I realized that you can just drop your items on the ground. Like there's no item boxes in this by the save points, but you can drop your shit on the ground and just leave it. So I have like this just this just littered this hallway full of items that I don't have room to carry. But if I need something, I can go back and retrieve it. And, um, it's a difficult game on hard mode. You know, if I was smoking pot or something, I, I don't think I'd be able to beat it. Um, because the, you, I don't, I mean, it's like if you, if you were playing Resident Evil on E on normal mode, you, you would have a, you would have enough, you would have like 80 bullets in your, for your handgun probably. And that's enough to take down 20 zombies. And, and so you really, I don't know, you can't lose unless you're horrible. But this, the, this game on hard is really quite difficult. Like, um, you know, I'm carrying around normally like, two shotgun rounds and like five handgun bullets and that's all I've got and maybe no healing items at all and so if you miss it sucks like oh it's like oh I shot my grenade launcher I missed it's like a tragedy you know you're you have no bullets uh a zombie takes like eight bullets to kill you know sometimes two shotgun blasts on hard mode and so you're finding you find yourself trying making decisions about whether or not you can avoid the zombies or not or just run past them and grab the items and don't don't actually shoot at them. Um, but usually the spaces are confined enough that you really don't have much of a choice. You kind of have to shoot at them because they're narrow hallways and stuff a lot of the time. Um, but I'm out of the I'm out of the training facility now, and I'm just now going into the basement, which is the third area. I think this game has five areas. I'm going into the third area. I assume the basement is short, and then it's. I think the last area is like the laboratory. And um, as for platinums, and I'll wrap this up. The the game has several things that make the platinum hard to get. One is you have to beat the game on hard mode, which I'm already doing. Two is you have to beat the game with Wes, as Wesker, which, which when you beat the game, you unlock like this other character you can play with. You have to beat the game as him. And then what's the, his name? Like we, sounds like a whisker. I'm picturing Wesker. this like his cat character. His name's Albert Wesker. <laughs> Al, Albert Wesker. He's he was one of the original um, like SWAT team members that's in the first game, and he ends up being a bad guy. So he's like the villain of Resident Evil for the most part. Um, Does he play any different? I know you're not there yet, but like, um, is the I'm game really fundamentally sure, changed in any way? You he, get just like a ton of ammo, and you can just like go <laughs> like Terminator mode on him. No, I, don't, I mean, I, I, I really don't know. I don't think so. Um, you might get a different handgun, like a Magnum or something, but we'll see. I'll let you know if I ever get there. Um, and then there's two more modes that make this hard. One is there's a mode where you have to beat the game in three hours, um, which is honestly like apparently not that not that uh, hard. Like it's a short game, so they were saying that like if you know if you use a guide, you can beat this game in like two and a half hours, um, which I thought was pretty surprising. And then the last one, which I don't know if I'll do any of this really. But yeah, you will. Don't lie to us. I don't know, man. You're gonna like, want the platinum. You can't help yourself. So so there's a mode that is using complete the game without combining healing herbs. Have you played Resident Evil, Mason? I have played four and a little bit of six. Okay, so you know there's healing herbs, and you can combine, yep. you can grind them up and combine them, and they become more potent. So there's beat the game without using healing herbs, um, which is, you know, or without combining them, so you can't mix them. Then there's finish the game without using a first aid spray. So that's pretty much 
limiting you to only the use of like single green herbs, which is not that effective as healing. And then there's a trophy for finish the game without using a recovery item at all, including green chemicals. So you basically have to beat. So the speed run is the this part of the of the trophy guide is beat the game in three and a half hours without healing at all. <laughs> and I'm but like, you could always I'm like, you wow. could always just you don't have to do everything at once. You can dial it down to easy and just fly through it, not worry about healing, and then play it once again on easy and just be methodical and not get hit. I I mean, yeah, I guess. So and I'm sure you could like save like, you know, save and go through a level and if you get hit too much, just restart the save point and that won't count as using a healing herb. So I think there's also a trophy for Oh yeah, finish the game without saving. So you got to finish the game without saving, finish the game without healing, finish the game on hard mode, and finish the game in three and a half hours. So yeah, but on separate playthroughs, that'll be easy. Yeah, but I don't know if I want to play the game five times. Yeah, but yeah, you I will. don't know why you do this to yourself. Why do you try to go so hard on games you don't even like? <laughs> well, that's, well, that's like why I don't. That's why I don't know that I'll do it for this one because I was all amped up to play this game, and then I was like. When I realized when I when I when I was reminded how not great the game is, I was like, uh, you know, like I don't know if I really want to play the game three times, you know. But like for a game like the Final Fantasy VII remake, I was happy to play that game two and a half times because it was so fucking amazing that like it was it was just it was enjoyable. Sometimes these trophies and my girlfriend asked the same question. Sometimes these trophies add things to the game that make them that make it more rewarding. Like you get to do things you wouldn't normally get to do. But this is just like kind of unnecessary so we'll see how i feel about it um you know i don't know if i'm going to want to play the game four or four times but also one last thing is that this game is um it's a team game so it's not two player but you have an ai computer that you play with that you can like that follows you around or you can tell them to stay in one spot or you can swap inventory and it's really a pain in the ass <laughs> it's not this game is nowhere near as good as the resident evil 2 remake which was like one of the best resident evils i think they've made so, anyway, Shang-Chi, Marvel, look out. But it's like the 73rd yeah. Marvel movie. Something like that. And it's like the second this year so far. I think they're coming out with the, the new Spider-Man soon as well. Ooh, so, I like it's a busy Spider-Man. year for Marvel. Um, yeah, so this is uh, Shang-Chi. It came out on Thursday, I think. And I saw it on Friday. Um, and I was so excited to see this. <laughs> uh, because it's not very often where you have, like, a martial arts movie that is Marvel. And I came into this, I'm watching it, I'm like, yeah, I don't think I've actually saw a Marvel scene where they're actually fighting using martial arts, because it's mostly just like, hand laser, go! And then uh, calling on the power of lightning, that kind of thing. It's Yeah, they're <laughs> superheroes. <laughs> yeah, I know, but this guy actually fights with his fists. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's, it's it was really good. So he has, uh, he, so, has, he has no other powers. That's it. He just he's just like no, 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 he's, no. he's just like Jackie Chan. Here's the thing. So this movie is about uh, this guy Shang Chi, as you know the title uh, kind of hints at. <laughs> uh, and his dad is like this immortal being using the power of ten rings. So this full mo- the full movie title is Shang-Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, so his dad has been lived the lived on planet Earth for like a thousand years, adding people to his secret army. And basically he runs the entire world um, just secretly with the power of the ten rings, which gives him 
pretty much like godlike ability, also giving him immortality. Okay. One day, uh, his dad meets uh, his future mom. Uh, and they, she lives in like the secret village in this alternate or magical universe or something. It's it's kind of unclear where exactly this village is. But the guy had pretty much conquered everything he wanted to conquer. This was the next thing he wanted to conquer was this magical village. Uh, he meets his mom. They have this really big fight because the mom is like the only per- other person that's able to uh, defeat him. And through this fight they become romantically involved it was kind of strange because uh they're throwing punches or no actually uh, i guess uh magical punches and time slows down and they lock eyes and it becomes a very romantic kind of fight which i thought was really funny to look at um but yeah sooner or later they realize like oh i guess we like each other so let's um let's have a family and let's like settle down and the father just uh, relinquishes the ten rings. He puts them in a box. He puts them away. Um, but then the mother dies, and then he puts back on the rings after they have their two children, Shang Chi and his little sister. Uh, and, and I feel like I, there's a lot to this movie that I'm just going to, have to talk about in order to explain it all. But yes, eventually um, they all grow up, and Shang Chi goes back onto a journey to defeat his father for a multitude of reasons. And later on in the movie, I don't think this is much of a spoiler, but Shang-Chi and his dad do end up fighting. Of course. And of course. Yeah. But the thing is, is that they do that whole slow-mo thing again where they lock eyes. I'm like, you can't just set the precedent when in a fight they slow down, they lock eyes. It becomes a romantic situation. They've already done that at the beginning of the movie. But you did it between... (laughs) Uh, father and son, and it just looks weird now. <laughs> you know, is this is this like a the master has to be surpassed by the student type of thing, or? Uh, I, I guess so. The the dad kind of trains Shang Chi as an assassin in his army, uh, but when he turned like fourteen, he was able to escape, and he went to San Francisco of all places. Uh, then he grew up there. But then he gets attacked by his uh, dad's assassins because they are trying to get something from him. Uh, And that's what brings him back into this whole world of fighting and uh, trying to get his dad to stop whatever he's doing because it's not good. And I'm not going to get too much into the specifics, but it's a really good movie. I just thought it was funny how um, the romantic tension between fights is kind of... um, uh, like it happens again between the fight of of the dad and Shang Chi, and it's like it just looks weird sometimes. <laughs> it's getting good reviews online. It looks like. Oh yeah, yeah. It's um, it's it's one of the the better Marvel movies, I think. But that, I suppose that's up to interpretation. What's the deal with the Ten Rings? So the Ten Rings are the weapons that his dad has. That's what's made him uh, live for a whole thousand years and gives him these uh incredible godlike powers um and yeah that's pretty much what he's up against is his dad with these rings are, are they the, are they the rings where like he they punch and like they slide forward like on the hand you know, you know they're what I mean? pretty versatile like yeah you can punch with them but they also can be turned into uh whips of some sorts and yeah it's it it's hard to explain exactly what they do because they make them very versatile I think Mitsugi was asking, like, in relation to, like, the rings you wear on your fingers, perhaps. Oh, no, it goes on your arms. <laughs> exactly, yeah. 
Sorry. <laughs> no, no worries. All right, well. I feel like I definitely did not explain that very well. <laughs> but it's hard to talk about a movie when nobody else has seen it. It's it's a Marvel movie that seems, like, distinct and unique from all the others in the wheelhouse. Yeah, but what made me also very excited is that they hinted that part of the movie was going to take place in Macau at the beginning of the movie. And Macau's where I went for my study abroad. And so whenever any movie is going to Macau as part of the setting, I get so excited because it's hardly ever used as a setting. So I'm like, yes! I'm like, I've been there! And then in Macau, they go to this underground fighting ring. And it's literally across the street from the one of the biggest bus ports in the entire city. I'm like... This is kind of strange to think about, <laughs> that like a, a thousand people, thousands of people uh, cross that same place every day. And here is the super secret underground fighting ring. <laughs> hmm. I'm not sure if I'll watch it. I'm, I, I, have you seen this, Mason? Did we already ask that? Uh, no, I have not seen it. You haven't seen I it. Have, I have. I've, I've come to the realization yeah. that Hollywood like blockbuster movies just are not for me uh whether they be marvel whether they be like transform like whatever it's just usually not in my wheelhouse so i i tend to avoid them gotcha it's pretty good though the the fighting the fight choreography is pretty good and it has aquafina too aquafina yeah she's a um what she's like the water <laughs> <laughs> the no. drink, yeah. Shut up. The product me? placement They're... is all over the place. Oh my god, they named <laughs> her. She's like Nora from Queens. She's a comedian, I think. All right, but Aquafina though, that's uh <laughs> Okay. Let's move on then. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, bug snacks. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, I, I finally did it, everybody. Oh my god. <laughs> uh well You have a PS5? It... No. So Bug Snacks is on every platform. Oh, my God. But my excuse for not playing the greatest game of all time was that I needed the PS5 with that haptic feedback to really appreciate the game of our generation. And you just couldn't resist. Uh, and I couldn't so resist. You on, so, you're, so you're playing it on the N64. <laughs> I, actually, this game would be amazing on the N64. No, I'm playing it on my computer. Oh and I should say playing is actually the past tense played played. I gave it a try. I played it for about like two hours. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm sad to say that while it is better than I was expecting and definitely has like really good voice acting, the the gameplay loop is not quite what I'm looking for in video games. And uh, will not be continuing it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone who was invested in the bug snacks arc that, that I was going through. Wait, so uh, well, yeah. Why didn't you like it? So essentially, the game consists of you going around this island, and essentially in the early game, which is where I was at, uh, catching insects. Now these insects just happen to be really big and also happened to be named and styled after food snacks you yeah, might say like, well, i know one of them looks like a strawberry yeah so like he's the first person you catch and each bug snack has their own like quirk or gimmick or way that you have to catch them some are easy baby mode where you just kind of set down a net 
like a net and then they walk over it and you deploy the net and then you pick them up and you're good. Some you have to stun, some you have to like lure with their favorite smell or item. Some you have to use bug snacks to like collide with other bug snacks to create like chain events to like distract them. Sometimes you have to use different gadgets to like get them out of their holes or tunnels and it's it's a a puzzle game where you you know encounter a new insect bug snack and you play around with all your arsenals and the environment to try to get them so it's it's just a puzzle game with a very cutesy aesthetic do, uh, do, it, do you have a favorite bug i mean i haven't played very long i mean bunger is probably a clear favorite it's it's a burger Bu- and he goes around <laughs> going bunger 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 oh and my it's God. Uh, kind of adorable it should be a vr game it yeah i wonder if it is if it but was would you would you no, get hungry no <laughs> no because they're not all that appetizing i mean i guess there is like a like pterodactyl sized pizza that attacks you uh that's kind of cool that 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 that'll you know pique my appetite but overall like <laughs> you're not playing it for the <laughs> the food porn because there isn't that and the puzzle elements just weren't that engaging to me and i just really didn't like the clunky system of going through your different gadgets and setting it up like it never was and obviously i didn't play it very long to get good at it but I, it just wasn't as intuitive as i was hoping and there is definitely like a undercurrent of like adult humor and like darkness to the game i mean when these creatures eat the bug snacks like their body like transforms and like their limbs like transfigure into elements of what they just ate and that's definitely going to probably have a role in the mystery of the island and where some people like disappeared to and there definitely now is an element to that that is engaging but i just don't care enough about the gameplay to to get there which i've is usually my biggest complaint about games it's usually not the graphics or the sound i mean or or even the writing like the plot like all that is important and i do value it but when i am playing a video game i'm there like first and foremost for the fact that i get to interact with it and i think i value that more when i play games than other forms of media so you know, Bug Snacks, despite being a very funny meme and a game that is still like a ten out of ten, I uh, I will not be playing it <laughs> anymore. Oh, How many hours did you get into it? Uh, just a couple, not very far at all. So, I, like, I don't know, maybe maybe the game. I didn't get to like the first big like twist or something. I believe it, but I I doubt that the gameplay would change significantly. No, probably not. And since that was like my big hang up with it, I was just like, you know what, I will continue to champion this game and enjoy it as a meme but i will i will not be playing bug snacks unless people like uh hi i don't know so letting the team down so instead oh instead i did something even better but first i want to remark really quick from the air show debacle from last week where Caroline and I had to leave before the big boy fast jets came. Okay. I yeah. want to announce that the weather did clear up and all of the cool stuff did happen oh after my we left. God. So 
listeners, I want you to feel personally guilty for the fact that we would have seen that if not for our duty and obligation to come back and entertain you with our exploits. So uh, feel bad, <laughs> but don't because you're supporting us. So never mind. It's a wash. We forgive you. But uh, you best be on your <laughs> behavior moving forward. Anyway, uh, so I started up a new game and I was streaming it actually over on AAA podcast Twitch account because I don't know why. I just I thought it'd be funny. But it's called because you're a good boy. One, two. I am a good boy and I thought it'd be very funny and funny it was. And I will probably stream this game again. It's called Such Art. It's okay. a early access Steam game. And essentially, if you're playing the story mode, it's you are, you know, it's like deep into the future and our robot overlords have done like a, uh, what's the, what's the sci-fi anime starts with a P, Psychopaths. You know how in that like world, they like genetically determine like your aptitude to be like a policeman or a chef or like they determine like what is the perfect job for you? And then you have to do it. In this game, they determine that you are an artist. And they send you up into the International Space System. Or, not system. Space Station? What? Yeah, it's kind of like a big version of that. It's like the uh, uh, the rotating thing from Mass Effect that you're, like the Citadel. Oh but God. you're kind of just, like, contained to your room. And they give you all these art supplies. And in the story, you kind of, you know, start with small commissions. And you build your way up and you buy new palettes and brushes and canvases and just different abilities to paint things that people want you to. Or you can just play like free play mode where everything is unlocked and you get to just paint whatever you want to your heart's content. Uh, And that's what I did. So I went on Twitch and I'm like, people, what should I try painting? And it it was a disaster because I'm a terrible artist. So it's a painting Uh, game? It's a painting game. But, but it's all like very physics based, so you can like. But it has this setup like of outer space shit. Yeah, it's fucking weird. <laughs> it is Why not just sit in like a cool. like a log cabin somewhere in like Missouri or something? I don't know. I don't know. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if if that's gonna play into the story at all. I played uh, the story, story for maybe like, I don't know. I mean, I played the story for literally four minutes, and I'm like, okay, I think I got the gist of it. Let's go free play mode. And all these things were unlocked, and I had no idea what I was doing, and like I didn't really get any practice in. I was just like, "Oh, let's just send it and practice and learn along the way." As people watch me fail, and uh, it was a blast. It was <laughs> a bunch of really bad art came from it, including like the most hideous Nagatoro you've ever seen in your life. But uh, some good art came from it. I made like a blue-footed booby, and that was amazing. I was really proud of that one. It's a, it's a bird with really bright feet. Thank you. And I made all sorts of things, and it was fun, and I'm planning on doing streams again so everyone can laugh at my art and I can enjoy this weird creative space to <laughs> make random crap. I think you should put some screenshots on the Discord. Uh, I put some on Twitter, but yeah, I should put some in the Discord. But it's, uh, all right, well, it's great. And if you show up to the stream, you can request what I try to paint next and like you know give me challenges and stuff and it's fun so that's my pitch to check that out and also just play such art because it is kind of fun to mess around 
I'm still stuck on the fact that there's a, an actual that that Aquafina girl her her real, <laughs> her real name is Aquafina. That's even better. No, I, her name is Nora. I think. Nope, like, it's she's not. She just goes by the name Aquafina. Oh, uh, oh yeah, it's her Nora stage Lum. Name. Okay, perfect. Who the fuck? She. Okay, she's a rapper. Okay, maybe maybe that's like her her artist name. Yes, it's her stage name. Do <laughs> you really think her her parents named her Aquafina? Yeah, I did. There's some dumb names out there. It's spelled Aquafina with two W's. Yeah, that, that W Jesus. in front of the first K was like not awkward. what I was expecting. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, I got Okay, gotcha. well, your name is Mitsugi. What? <laughs> You'd have no right to make fun of other people's names. I mean, I guess. But I did it before it was cool. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, for real. I did it before any of these other people. All right. Um, I also played. Uh, I'm also still playing everybody's golf. I mean, it's a it's a pretty fun game. You know, it's. Uh, I'm 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 sniffing at the platinum for this because there's not much more to do in it. Um, but it's rated like an extremely difficult platinum trophy because you have to get three condors. And I don't even know if do you guys even know what do you guys I know everybody knows what a birdie is in golf, but do you know what a condor is? I can do the no. math and figure it out. Can you? It's it's one less than an eagle. No, no, it's not. I mean, I assume it's a it's a two on a par five. Nope, that's an albatross. Albatross. What's with right. all these bird names? I don't know, but there's, I, I've, I've been shamed. Okay. Yeah, you're all right. right. So one, so par is par, right? Um, one under par is birdie, which is not really a bird name. I don't know. Um, Two hundred par is an eagle. So if you get it, if you an eagle is doable. If you if you get it on the green in two shots on a par five, you can put in for eagle. Um, an albatross is just luck, basically. That's that's three hundred par. So if you're playing on a if you're playing on a par four and you get a hole and you get a hole in one somehow, that's an out al, that's an albatross. If you chip it in from like three hundred yards away on a par five, that's an albatross. <laughs> I don't know if it's a chip in at that point, well, but you're yeah, not. I guess. Um, a condor is four under par, so you have to get a hole in one on a par five, three times in this game. Um, and I got the hole in one the other day. So there's a, there's a trophy for getting a hole in one. There's a trophy for getting an albatross, and there's a trophy for getting uh, three condors. <laughs> because why would they make the condor one like the one that you require multiple of? I'm not really sure. You know, there's different like opponents that pop up in the game when you do certain things. So like when I got my 50th eagle, a, a challenger showed up and and we did a playoff and I beat him. Um, and then when you when you finish like a hundred tournaments, you know, and I've done like eight, like 90 of them or something, they don't they don't take more than like 10 minutes. Um, you know, someone pops up, but there is a challenger that will pop up after you get three condors. So I was looking this up and it's like. You have to have basically max power driver, um, you know, which which in and of itself is an, is, an, is a thing you have to do. And then you have to basically it's like something out of like Tin Cup. If you've ever seen that movie, it's like it's like I'm gonna hit this, I'm gonna drive this ball out of the bar, down the boardwalk, across the across the furrow the, the thoroughfare, and I'm gonna hit that post and knock that pelican off of its perch. <laughs> have you seen Tin Cup, Mason? No, but I like your I like this no. through line of Iron Man and Tin Cup and <laughs> Copper Spaniel. Like, <laughs> all, right, well, t- all right, well, Tin Cup is a really good golf movie with um, 
Oh my God. With Kevin Costner and, uh, Kevin Costner is a great. And, um, so in order to get this albatross, I watched a video of it. You have to basically drive the ball like, you know, 330 yards or something, have it bounce off the water. So if you hit the water hard enough, the ball will bounce off it. So I think that's real in real life too. Uh, the ball has to bounce off the water. You can skip across the water. Skip across the water one time, bounce into like this bar canopy. <laughs> There's like this area that's that normally would be out of bounds, but um, if you if you skip it off the water, have it bounce off of like the deck of this bar, uh, have it bounce off the deck, like off the deck, through the rough a little bit, have it roll perfectly onto the green and go in. <laughs> that you had to do that three times. And I, I, and, uh, apparently it's like almost impossible. People are just going to sit here for like days, just, just doing the same shot over and over again, hoping that it goes in just by chance a few times. Uh, Caroline's like, why, why, <laughs> why do you do I mean, this? I, I, I'm not I really think paying attention, honestly. <laughs> it's kind of like those highlight reel things where it's like someone sits in their room and flicks a card at like a, a wedge or like flicks it at their like playstation and they like do that for hours until it like slides right through the disc slot and then they post it as a highlight reel and everyone goes nuts but like that takes forever it's just is it worth the time and payoff to do so yeah i don't know i mean i'll do all the other trophies and then you know i'll give it a shot for a while probably and if i can't do it i can't do it you know we'll see but i mean hopefully you get one more while you're going after the other trophies and then at that point, you're just one yeah. shot away. Hopefully, I'll get the albatross. Uh, oh, yeah, no, I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna get a condor, just by happen, just by happenstance. I don't think that's that's not gonna be possible. But um, I mean, if I guess I don't know if you can just play one hole over and over enough to do it, or you have to do it as part of the like a round. I think it has to be as part of a round. It would be too easy okay. if they let you just try the same shot over and well, over. Well, so you're gonna be playing rounds over and over to try to get the other trophies. So there's a chance. Oh yeah, I guess. I guess maybe you're right. Just go for it every time. Yeah, I don't know. It it it's fun trying to get these trophies, but sometimes it's not worth it. You know, there's mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's just too brutal. But I mean, there was one trophy uh, years ago that oh oh I think you only have to, is it one condor or three condors? Let me just check this real quick. One, two, three condors. Yep. Um, so there, there was a trophy like a long time ago where in shadow of the Colossus, where if I know, I know, I know you've probably, I know, I know at least Mason's probably played shadow of the Colossus. Um, there's that third, the third Titan has like the sword and he'll slam it at you and it's like huge. Yep. Well, there was a trophy in that game where you had to, you had to get a certain time on the time trial for him and you would literally stand on the tip of the sword and when he lifted it up you would jump and it would fling you like hundreds of feet into the air and then you had to land perfectly on his head <laughs> yeah because that way you don't have to like waste time him like breaking the the bracelet yep or climbing up him you just just shoot you mm-hmm. right to the top and you kill him in like 25 seconds but like it, it it was a repeated try for probably five straight hours to get that to happen one time and then when it happened it was it was over and it felt good but you know it was kind of ridiculous but all right that's about all we got today um hobby acts always ends up going long but i enjoyed hearing about old men fighting with rings and mason okay. mason can't draw 
And, Very uh, true. People choose to name themselves Aquafina and, uh, you know, Bug Snacks. I is feel not like there's good. a lot of sass about my topic today, Mitsugi. There's not. I just, you know, it's just. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say they're not all old. But then again, Shang-Chi is supposed to be 24 years old, but uh, the actor plays him, I think it's like Simu Liu. I think he's like probably in his early 30s. <laughs> so he looks, Debbie definitely does not look 24 as he's supposed to be in the movie. I just think that the names that people pick for like their artist names are, are stupid. Like, why would you name yourself after a bottle of water? She didn't name herself refreshing. after a bottle of water, okay? She did name herself after a bottle of water. Her name's Aquafina. <laughs> but it's not spelled Aquafina. It's that, that doesn't make a difference. Her her name. Leave her be. She could. I'm fine with the name. I don't mind it. But I mean, if you're saying that, oh, Aquafina was in no way inspired by Aquafina. Okay, I'm not her, so I don't know. I'm just not going to assume. It definitely was. I mean, it, it's not. It's, it can't be by coincidence <laughs> that she named herself Aquafina. I mean, cool as a anyway, glass of water. water. That's it's that's not a important. Compliment. I just think it's goofy, but. All right, you're I'm gonna, goofy. Uh, boy, whoa, you're getting like all fired up about like the name Aquafina because you kept on making fun <laughs> of my topic today. I didn't. I didn't make fun of your topic. Okay, okay. Most people think that I'm just an old curmudgeonly son of a bitch, so I wouldn't worry too much about what I about about what I think. All right, well, now we're gonna go do the main podcast where I will continue to be a curmudgeonly son of a bitch. And pancakes That's all we ever asked for. Pancakes everywhere <laughs> shaking her head at me. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's about it. So, you know, that's about all I got. Hobbies are so much fun. <laughs> Have a good one, everyone. Bye. <laughs>